Good evening, good evening, everyone. Thank you for joining me. My name is Miss Stacey, the real infopreneur. You are joining me and my show tonight. We are on Black Talk Radio Network and also on SoundCloud. Today is March 30th, 2020. And it's the COVID virus. I hope you all are finding a place of comfort to join us and um, just hear what we have to say tonight. We thank you um, wherever you are. So tonight we are talking about another entrepreneurial endeavor. Of course, we are talking to Mr. Derek Collins, and he is going to talk to us um, from his place of um, diversion and helping uh, teachers and educators um, learn to make money through um, the court systems. Um, And and that's very interesting to me because I came up with a whole plan that... uh, Maybe he can help me with it. So we will go ahead and introduce him right now. Mr. Collins, are you with us? I am with you. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. All right. So why don't you give us a little background on yourself, your history, and what it is that you're doing? All right. So um, real quick, um, back, I want to say 2004, I got arrested for selling bootleg DVDs and CDs. And uh, ended up having to do an alcohol and drug evaluation, failed the evaluation royally, tested positive for cocaine, uh, had to do alcohol and drug classes. Those classes changed my life. I was like, you know what, I can do this. I want to do this when I get my life together. And um, I just graduated from college with my degree in psychology. And I said, you know what, I'm going to do this um, when I get clean. And um Fast forward some years later, I decided to do it, and um, now I'm changing lives and helping people get through stuff. That's amazing that you could bring yourself out of that situation because being, first of all, you know, dealing with the drug part of it and then feeling, I'm sure, sort of condemned because after you are arrested for, you know, drugs or whatever, you know, you, you probably have a condemned feeling, and then after that, you have some sort of charge, and then you have to deal with the, the court and what they want you to do. Um, how did you, and then what did you say? You're a psychologist or psychiatrist? I'm a therapist. So I'm a substance abuse counselor. Okay. Um, also known as a certified um, drug and alcohol counselor. Okay. Okay. The state of Georgia. Okay. okay. So how did you actually overcome? Well, first of all, what feelings did you have? Like, because like I said, you may have felt a little oppressed because of the situation, but you obviously bought yourself out of that. So how did you bring yourself out of that situation to where you were feeling a certain kind of way about it? About my addiction? Well, about the whole situation, like getting in trouble, all of that, you know? Oh, man, I was scared to death. I was like, man, um, I didn't know what to expect. Um, The charge was a felony charge. And um, I was like, you know, I'll do whatever I got to do to get out of jail. Uh, luckily, it was my first offense, so they put me in the first offenders program, also known as pre, pre-trial intervention, and um, they said, uh, if I finish this program, stay clean, and I had to be clean for five years, they'll take the felony off my record like it never happened, and one of the reasons why it was so stressful for me is that I was applying to get into grad school, and if you know about financial aid, if you have any felonies on your record, you cannot get financial aid for grad school. So I was doing whatever I could to stay clean and not get in trouble. And this program 
literally saved my life because I didn't have to do any jail time as long as I uh, did the right things, followed my counselor's advice, trouble. So it helped me get into grad school and lead me to the... So it was a blessing in disguise, really. Mm-hmm. Well, so I'm listening to you and you said five years. Now that you have gone through the program, of course, and then now you're counseling others going through similar programs, do you feel that um, what they handed to you was excessive, that five years? Was it excessive? Was it excessive? No, because I was, no, because I was free. Okay. I didn't do any jail time. I did no jail time. Okay, so you it felt five years. Okay. Yeah, they, f- five years of not getting into trouble. Right, right. So as long as I didn't get in trouble, I was good to go. Okay, and so of course you graduated from that situation and moved forward. Okay, so then you decided, okay, after going through that situation, how did you make that transition in deciding that you wanted to create a program? Um... I always wanted to do it while I was in the program. The first couple of weeks, I was like, I do not belong here. You ain't going to teach me nothing. Um, this is a setup. But then, you know, I had a really good counselor, and um, he saw something in me. He gave me a lot of work to do, a lot of homework, and he just knew that I wasn't like everyone else. So um, he pushed me. And um, I ended up liking it. And then later, fast forward, I worked for a treatment facility. And then one of the guys I worked with, he opened up a DUI school. And he gave me an opportunity to work with him at his DUI school. And when I went there, I excelled. And then um, I was like, you know what? I'm making this guy rich. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do my own thing. And um, because I wasn't, I was making peanuts. I was barely surviving. Um, and at this time, I had to, you know, graduate with my, with my master's degree and, and couldn't even pay my. You know what? Let me um, let me uh, start my own thing. I step out on faith, and that's what I did. Wow! And how long has your program been running? My program has been running now, so this is it's two thousand, so eight years. Eight years! Congratulations on being eight years strong in entrepreneurship. That's a wonderful thing. Um, okay, so talk to us about your interest in connecting teachers with, um, you know, creating programs that are mandated by the court. So, uh, thank you. Um, basically, um, the teachers, I just want to give people a different avenue that they can really think about. Um, uh, a lot of people don't think about court-mandated classes. And if you're a teacher and you're already teaching, why not? Um, learn how to teach defensive driving, uh, DUI class, uh, anger management, uh, domestic violence, shoplifting class, uh, parenting class. Um, it's a natural transition. Um, it's also you're also working with adults, so um, you can set your own schedule um, for you to make the money. Of course, you would like to run your own program, but that's not very hard. I teach people how to do that for. Um, little money also right now is a huge opportunity um because of the coronavirus um a lot of people are doing online classes and zoom classes and that's what i'm doing right now because i can't see anyone and there's a huge opportunity for newcomers because a lot of people are saying you know what forget this i'm just going to shut it down and go out of business 
unfortunately, because a lot of the providers have been doing this for 30 and 40 years. So they're already at, at the tail end of their career and um, they're just not um, keeping up with technology and staying up to date with things of that nature. So a lot of people are just bowing out and they were bowing out before, but they're really bowing out now, which is unfortunate, but it gives opportunity for those, especially um, those that look like us, us and um, these, a lot of the providers are making six figures and seven, seven figures doing this type of work. Um, I had a guy come to me earlier today. He went to one provider at another location and they were charging him $100 per class, which I thought was robbery. And once again, unfortunately, they try to take advantage of us and other people that are in situations and that's not right, that's not fair. And I don't believe in stuff like that. And thank God that I'm doing it. He ended up coming to me later today, getting his stuff done, and he didn't have to pay anything close to that. And um, now he's off probation. So if you're, if you're someone that really wants to help the community and not take advantage of the community and, and, and really have some creative freedom to talk how you want to talk, act like you want to act and create your own program, this is a great opportunity. Yes, it is a great opportunity. And I'm smiling because I'm telling you for like a year now, I'm like, okay, I've been trying to connect with the proper information to create a program. You know, um, I, I just I have all these books and I'm like, I'm just going to have to create a curriculum myself because I mean, I have all these parenting experts, black parenting experts, but there's not a curriculum created. And the one that I did find that seemed good, um, it wasn't created by anyone that looked like us. And it just kind of discouraged me because I'm like, why is everybody rallying around this one person that has created this parenting curriculum? So I just kind of took a step back and I started doing, you know, a little bit of homework um, earlier in the month. Yeah, earlier in the month, I actually became um, a CASA. You know what a CASA is? CASA. A CASA is a child advocate, you know, when they have to go to court and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I became a CASA. Yeah, so I said, you know, let me just start working my way into getting information about the court system and trying to find out who it is that I would need to connect with. And I think that's the problem. Like, you know, we might have these ideas that we might want to teach or something, but you really don't know where exactly to connect. Should I connect with someone from the social services arena or do I go directly to the court? Um, Who do I go to? Like what actually qualifies me to do this? So um, it's good that you put this together because I'm pretty sure you, you know, start people off from square one. Yeah, and there's so many creative ways you can do it. Um, the first uh, first thing I want to tell people is you want to go to YouTube. Anything, you can almost find everything on YouTube. Um, how to okay. start a court-mandated program, how to uh, become even, maybe even a CASA on there, um, how to um, sell real estate, and also uh, if you can't get the information on there, um, get information or call people that are already doing it and ask them because you might be surprised. Some people like myself will give you the information, um, even though it doesn't seem that way at the time. 
But there's all kinds of providers, and you can get creative. Like for example, contacting DFACs and, and finding out how to provide uh, contracting with them. You can contract with DFACs. You can contract with nonprofit organizations that get you to come in and uh, provide parenting classes. I talked to a nonprofit provider today. Um, he's moved in next door to me and um, he works with the school system. And, um, you know, he might be looking to have people come in and teach classes and nonprofits can pay you for you to teach classes. Um, mm-hmm. He's the after school program and he's a mentoring program and he wanted to create a program for the parents that he serves and nonprofits have a ton of money. They get money from corporations, they get money from uh, grants, and they get money from private donors. So um, uh, you can either get funding from a nonprofit, start your own program, and just look up resources online, um, and also um, just start a program. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of the things that I didn't ask for permission. I just started a program. And right. then it just started after that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to advertise this program. I know it's out there. I know people do it. I know it's needed. And, um, you know, literally people find me online. All my people find me online. So if you had a parenting program right now, mm-hmm. um, someone, if someone wanted to take, to take a parenting class, they can call you and take the parenting class with you if they found you online. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm ready, like totally. I mean, the the, the, <laughs> book, that, the book that I'll be using is from Dr. Um, Alvin Poussaint, Poussaint. I don't know how you say his name, but um, I think that his, his information is wonderful. Um, and also Dr. Deborah Tillman, you know, the super nanny, black super nanny. Okay. Yeah, she's wonderful okay. as well. Uh, Dr. Kunjufu. You know, so my thought was, okay, just collaborate all of that information. Of course, my knowledge that I already have, because, I mean, I have seen where our people are just being railroaded. I mean, even the parenting part, I think that our people should have wraparound services. Like, you don't just give them some parent class, parenting class that lasts an hour and not feed them and it's six o'clock at night. You don't give them some parenting class where you don't provide childcare where they can bring their children. You don't provide a parenting class where you don't give them bus tickets or um, Uber or Lyft or something so they can get to you. I mean, that just defeats the purpose. You're like setting them up for failure when you don't provide wraparound services. You don't provide parenting classes without having a food pantry. You don't do that without having a clothing bank. You don't do that without contacting the diaper bank and getting diapers for these people. But I did volunteer work and the people, like I taught parenting classes, this was two years ago. And I am not gonna tell you the facility because it's really sad, like you would know. But the thing is, they only gave the people candy. Candy. Like, okay, it's six, six, six thirty at night, here's some candy that's left over from whatever holiday, balance, I don't know, some kind of holiday. So they gave them candy and that's when I just immediately became outraged outraged because their needs were not being met. You had a couple of them coming in there and they were nodding off or nodding out. Is it nodding out? Nodding. They were nodding. So clearly they were they had some substance abuse issues. 
which already that's what what caused them to be in this situation. So there is nobody in there looking at that saying, wait a minute, we need to see what's going on here. It was just here. You take these classes and we're getting paid from whoever it is we're getting paid from. There's nothing, no wraparound services, you know, and they would call me and Oh, you know, well, I tried to contact the agency, but nobody called me back. You know, all this stuff, they would call me and I felt bad because that's all I did was teach the parenting class. I wasn't a therapist or a counselor or somebody in outreach. And I mean, my hands were tied. So at that moment, that's when I was like, man, I got to do this. If these people can do this and get money, I know I can do this and provide a better service. You know what I'm saying? So like when I found you, I'm like, Oh my gosh, he's gonna help me. <laughs> you know, not just, not just me, but um, I do this program for all of us, all of us that love our people and want to provide. And I look at look at it from this standpoint. My curriculum will be catered to the black family, but because of where we are, the trickle down will help everybody else. You know what I'm saying? Like it'll 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 be um be paramount for us, but because of all the things that have to be taught to us, anybody else underneath that, even if you're not black, you'll benefit from it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. So, so it sounds like I'm, to me you sounds like to me you want to start a nonprofit. Um well, I don't I guess that I guess I could say I want to start a nonprofit, but what I want to do is be like a traveling parenting course. Like I want to be able to go all over and teach it. Like, okay, well, for the next 9 weeks we'll be meeting at the library. You know, for the next 9 weeks we'll be uh, and it'll be like a, a non-threatening place. It's not going to be at like the, the the welfare office or wherever they've been pained or hurt or somebody was threatening to them. We would meet somewhere um that was just family friendly, like where they could bring the children. Um, somebody would be there to watch their children. They could see their children. You know, they didn't have to feel intimidated or threatened or anything like that. So nonprofit or not, uh, or whatever, I, I know that's what I want to do. I'm actually um, with a friend. We are opening a daycare center a little bit later. I don't know when, because now this stuff is happening, but we already got the building. And so, I, I mean, he doesn't know anything, but I plan on doing all kind of stuff. Like, I'm an ambassador with the diaper bank, so I plan on us being a drop-off location where people can drop off the diapers and the parents that are there, they can get diapers anytime they need them. They're completely free. Parents are never going to have to buy diapers. Never. Never, ever. They don't have to worry about that. So just, again, if you can help the parents as much as possible and provide the service because... You already know what we need. I mean, that's just such a beautiful thing versus some great white hope coming in and God only knows what's happening. Or, I mean, it's just, I know what I want to do and I'm just really excited, you know, not to make this about me, but hopefully everybody else listening to this, (laughs) hopefully everybody else listening to this can benefit because we're all at home right now and there's so many people that are educators. There are so many people that, have degrees and because they have not, I guess, been bitten by the entrepreneurial bug or whatever, they just don't know what they should be doing. I mean, you could be you could be teaching all kinds of things. You could be teaching foreign children. You could be teaching language. You could be doing uh, teaching English. But why not teach court mandated classes? Why not do that? I mean, they're there. 
And you know how many people we have in jails and prisons and people, now people are getting out of jail. They're letting people out. So they'll yeah. be attached to that. Like whatever city you're in, most likely the, the nonviolent offenders will probably be getting out. So with that, there may come stipulations like, okay, you have to take drug and alcohol training or whatever. So then you could teach drug and alcohol training. That this business has brought me, I was able to fund my passion business, a business, a dream line. I created a program called and Lit just kids math, science, language, arts, using cartoons and hip-hop. So if you go to giftedandlit.com, you'll be able to check out uh, our program. It's a modern-day version of Schoolhouse Rock. So I don't know if you remember that from the um, 70s and 80s, but I got tired of kids rapping about drugs and alcohol and twerking and popping you-know-what. So I said, let me create something that they can remember and... um, um, applied to their lives that's positive so you know you can do this business and uh, fund other projects right and that's right. the benefit that's the great thing about it because you're independent mm-hmm. you can make it or break it yeah and then when you if you break it you just start over again <laughs> you just start yeah. all over and again and I tell people I tell people it's very important to get a mentor Get a mentor, someone that can guide you, that's already successful doing what you're doing. And that's one of the programs I provide. I provide mentors and coaching and all that other stuff that people want to um, sign up for that as well. But, um, yeah, it's something that I'm always looking for. We have as people, we need to look for niches and also need-based business. Yeah. Imagine if we own some toilet paper right now. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's are winning right now. Lysol is winning. Hand sanitizer <laughs> is winning. Yes. Mm-hmm. yes, I sell things yeah, online. Absolutely, I understand. Um, yeah, fact, and I mean diapers. Selling diapers. Come on. Yeah, I mean things that people will need. I mean, not not really. I don't know. Some people are getting on board with it, but others are not. I mean, they're still buying things that depreciate. I mean, are people still buying spinning spinning rims? Probably so. But, uh, <laughs> but oh, we, need to, we need to get into something else, most definitely. Um, and education and educating our people, if you do it from your heart, I mean, you are just planting a seed. You know, and right now, everybody, all these parents are having to homeschool. And I don't know if you know about the Black Homeschool Organization that's there in Atlanta, Queen Thais. Uh, no, I'm not familiar with it, but I would love to talk to them. Oh, okay. Well, I would love to introduce you. So, yeah, she has a Black Homeschool Convention every single year. It usually happens in July. It's the largest Black Homeschool Convention that there is. And, I mean, it is just a beautiful thing because everybody's in there sharing what it is that they do. She has speakers and presenters and just... Um, people can come in and sell and they can set up their booths and, and tell people about what they do, all kind of stuff. It's wonderful. It happens at that college. What is it called? Peabody? Um, what is that college called in Atlanta? Why can't I think of it? There's a whole, uh, there's a whole bunch. You got Clark Atlanta, I want to say Peabody. It's near downtown? That. Near downtown? Piedmont. Yeah. Piedmont. Yeah. Isn't that near downtown? 
I have to check. I've never heard of that college. I know that's the name of a street down here. Maybe it's not Piedmont. Never mind. Just forget it. Never mind. But yes, I know I've been there several times. I've been there several times, and it's just a wonderful convention. So with you already being there, that would be good if you could connect with her and you know maybe be a presenter. That would be a wonderful thing. But of course, because of everything going on right now, we're we're just unsure about what's going on with this Corona situation. Um, but yeah, I'll definitely connect you. But what, what we're going to do right now is we're going to go to a commercial break. Um, you're listening to Miss Cece, The Real Infopreneur on Black Talk Radio Network and SoundCloud. We'll be back after these messages. Black Talk Radio, your choice for digital black radio. New black media for the new millennium. All right, everybody. Thank you for joining us for the second part of Miss Cece, the Real Infopreneur. We're talking to Mr. Collins here about his organization, um, teaching you to put together programs to help you um, to help you uh, teach classes to individuals who may need, um, why did I draw a blank? Who may need to, who, who may have classes that they have to take through the court system that are mandated. He's teaching you how to do that uh, with his courses. Okay, let's see. There we go. You're back in now. Okay. Yeah, I drew a blank for a second, probably because I'm just in my own head about everything that I should be doing now. But, um, yeah, I also went um, two weeks ago, and I became a notary. So Okay. Yeah, so it's just all these things fit together. Again, I just really am a true believer in wraparound services. That's just important to me because um, let's just say a parent is, you know, they're having these issues with – or a person. A person is having these issues with drug and alcohol – and they're having a, a real issue with becoming stable, you know. So why not just have everything in one spot to where they can just go to that one place, get everything done versus catching a bus here, catching a bus there. And then you have all of these reasons. I like to say reasons, not excuses. You know, a lot of people like to call them excuses, but um, all these reasons to why they couldn't get to their appointment or whatever. But if you have everything in one spot, I believe it just makes it much easier. You know, let's say if they have a counseling appointment with you at 1230, then they have a, another appointment with their who their probation officer or whoever, you know, an hour later and they're right there in the same place. That would be a beautiful thing because then they don't have to jump around and worry about um, all those things. And honestly, I feel that there are uh, professionals, we'll call them those, uh, we'll call them professionals, that like to make it difficult for the people. How do, you, do you think that that's true as well? No, I have a different perspective on that. Okay. Um, I've, been doing, I've been doing this, um, before I did this work, I did nonprofit work. I work in a treatment facility. Uh, I worked in the housing industry where we help people pay their rent. 
And um, I believe in teaching people how to fish. I believe in um, because if you make it too easy for them, they'll take advantage of the system and manipulate the system. I've seen it firsthand. I see it with my clients. They'll spend some money on some Jordans, but, you know, to um, overpaying their light bill and stuff like that. So one of the things I teach is accountability. And um, I'm not trying to baby people and take care of them. I want them to be in a position to where um, they can make moves on their own and then lift someone else up. So um, I'm going to teach my clients how to make money. I'm going to teach my clients how to be responsible. Um, so I may not, I'm not going to give them anything for free um, because people don't appreciate it. Um, I think about um, how I was raised growing up. I worked for everything and I appreciate it more because I worked hard for it. And um, a lot of these people, and I'm talking about all races, all ages, white, black, young, old, um, um, Hispanic, Latino, whatever, um, you want to um, show them how to do stuff and be effective because life is hard. Right now, people are killing themselves. People are stressed out and panicking because they don't know how to deal with hard, hard times. And we have to teach people how to deal with hard times and how to get through stuff when your your brother or sister is suffering from addiction or a bill doesn't get paid. How can we teach our, our community to be creative and be entrepreneurial instead of looking for a handout? Now, but, and I'm talking about all people, how to make it happen because it's even hard for a business owner because think about every business owner. We, there's no really small businesses, especially um, there's no really no bailout or handout because there's times when even before the coronavirus happened, I would have to pay my staff before I would get paid. And that's just a reality of entrepreneurship and you would make all this money and then next thing you know you work for two weeks or a month and you're like man I can't even pay myself but that's what we signed up for and I think it's a part of being a man and manhood and also womanhood so I believe in uh, raising a child up to be a strong uh, responsible adult and um, show them how to get it on their own so they'll never need me again Mm, that's interesting I mean I definitely believe in teaching someone how to fish but I know that a lot of people out here have been have been given given the fish you know um and that's why you have compassion toward the opioid crisis and all that where we have generation upon generation of our people who have been suffering through the crack epidemic they're still suffering today you know so I think that you know I, I just think that we we have to have some compassion. I'm not saying baby or coddle people, but just have some compassion toward them and be willing to be understanding. I understand that, you know, these situations come in and they have, again, reasons why they couldn't do this and reasons why they couldn't do that. But, I mean, from the gate, like when they're just getting in the program, and I'm not a therapist at all. I'm just somebody's mom, you know, four times over and somebody's <laughs> grandmother. But, um, you know, just from the gate, it just seems like to me, you know, we, we should let them know that they're welcome and that they're loved and, and we care about them. And, you know, we understand that they've had struggles or whatever. And yes, we do have expectations, 
but to just throw them out there and be like, no, we'll figure it out on your own. If you got to walk to the appointment, it takes you 45 minutes to walk in the snow with, with half a shoe on and just go ahead and do it. I mean, is that what you're talking about? I mean, do we not no, help them? No, 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 no. I'm talking about there's definitely you should have empathy and, and you welcome me. Like, for example, the way I run my business, I believe in customer service. Yes, because you can go anywhere. I believe I believe in customer service. So mm-hmm. when people call my office, my staff, they're nice, they're helpful. Um, we, we're very extremely welcoming. But mm-hmm. once you get into the program, we're also going to hold you accountable. We're going to show you mm-hmm. how to do stuff, and then we're going to hold you accountable. We're not going to coddle you or baby you because you put yourself in this situation, so it's up to you to get out of it. But also, we're going to give you the tools to get mm-hmm. out of it. Now, okay. after we give you the tools and you don't do it, you know, that's on you. But when someone gives you the tools and say, okay, go go here and go to point A and you don't do it, that's on you. I'm not going to go and chase you down and baby you because we're all adults. And I think um, we need to get back to that as a, as a community, as a people to, hey, you know, hold people accountable. Mm-hmm. and um, develop some manhood and womanhood and um, okay we're going to figure this out but um, um, we definitely are um, uh, empathetic um, because I've been there I've been homeless I've been addicted to drugs all that mm-hmm. but if people were just taking care of me the whole time and just making things easy for me I would still be on drugs right now yeah, I'd be like, definitely... okay, someone's going to bail me out. Somebody's going to do this, you know? I already mm-hmm. I already know that my mom and dad, I had no one I could turn back to that, to help me out. It was either figure it out or be uh, on the streets or in jail, and I'm not going to be in the streets or in jail again, period. Right. Well, I definitely understand that. That's good. Again, I'm not the therapist. I'm just like, oh, my gosh, we need to help. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I, I yeah, just because... can't... I, I, yeah, because what they do is really, so bad. really uh, addicted to drugs. Uh, they're mm-hmm. really, very extremely manipulative uh, or extremely creative. But like, for example, I tell people, people, when I say this, but you know, a crackhead is creative. Mm-hmm. They're gonna find a way. They're gonna find a way. They're going to find a way to pay for their crack addiction. They will find a way. Now, if a crackhead can be creative and find a way to pay for their addiction, why can't we become creative and find a way to pay our bills, start business, uh, whatever? You know, some people have $300 a day habits, and they pay it. They figure out a way to do it. That's a lot of money. Yeah, so... I'm telling you, they'll figure out a way to do it and pay it, and it's real. And um, three hundred dollars a day. Wow, um, is that extreme? Thousand a year. <laughs> is yeah, that extreme? That's extreme. Okay. okay. Yeah, I'm that's like, extreme. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's a lot. It's real. It's real. I get it, but I and, like I said, just to have the services for the people you're talking about providing the tools. So we're we're on the same page. I just I don't want to withhold because I've seen services withhold from people. I've seen services degrade people because of where they where they are not, and it wasn't because they were trying to 
push them forward. It was because they were trying to hold them back. And I just want to make sure that we as black other black people are not doing that. So as long as you're talking about providing the tools, I'm like, okay, that's fine, you know. But that is too, like I said, where my expertise is lacking because I'm not a therapist. And I don't have mm-hmm. the experience dealing with people who are, you know, drug addicted in that way, you know, whereas, you know, the, the manipulation and all these other things come in. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I just have been the person out there giving. So as I'm giving, I'm seeing the need. But, you know, if you tell me people have $300 a day addictions, uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> And, I, and, I, and I'm not even talking about just people that are addicted on drugs. There's just there's people that are, are addicted to making bad decisions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we have That's to change true. their mindset because I used to work at a place where we used to give housing assistance, rent assistance, food, mm-hmm. and they're just suffering from making bad decisions or poor choices with money management, and their priorities were were correct. And um, sometimes you have to change people's mindset. So this is not always people that are addicted to drugs. Um, some people are addicted to a lifestyle and it's literally hurting themselves. And you see right now, unfortunately, uh, the COVID-19 is exposing a lot of this right now. And it um, it's unfortunate. And um, um, a lot of people are hurting. A lot of people are suffering. But um, they're... Um, Hopefully everyone will get through it. Um, well, we yeah. know everyone will not get through it. That's the reality. Everyone will not get through it. But the ones that do make it through it, we hope that, well, this is my hope, that this has opened their eyes. Because what I said was there will always be some sort of crisis, whether it be um, nation and worldwide or just in your own household. But if you're not prepared for it, then that's when you're going to suffer, you know. I mean, that's just real. Like if you if you didn't start storing up food a while ago or you, you, you didn't have, you know, um, preparation if something happened on your job, then you're just definitely suffering. You know, it's all over social media. Everybody's complaining and they're sad. And then you see people that are getting sick and all kind of stuff because people are not prepared. Nobody was really, pre- well, I shouldn't say nobody, but a lot of people just were not prepared for this situation. So um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm just hoping that the ones that do make it out of the situation, they are now alert and awake and not, but I don't know, because I still see a lot of people waiting for things to go back to normal, but will they ever really go back to normal? I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. So I hope this, cre- this situation forces people to be entrepreneurs and get focused on making money because money solves problems, okay? Yeah. And what, I'm, what, I, what, I, what, I, what I pray for at night is peace of mind. Mm-hmm. I prayed for peace of mind last night, and I was like, you know what? Money just solves problems. It, 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 it has literally solved 99% of my problems. So um, people say, don't focus on money. Yes, you need to focus on making money because if you don't have money, you can't buy supplies and food for your family. I have four kids under the age of two. Mm. And fortunately, I was blessed enough to go buy all the formula and all the diapers I can get my hands on before all the stuff hit the fan and spend a whole bunch of money on that. But some people don't even have $5 to spare. And mm-hmm. Um, and 
is all about preparation. And I want us right now, this will end, but while we're going through this, I want us to prepare. Like for example, you said that you're a notary mm -hmm. and I was thinking oh, you should be like a signing agent because um, that's something you, you should definitely look into is becoming a signing agent if you're a notary because that's something that I was going to do at one point and um I don't even know what that um, is but I'm writing it down yeah, I, I want you to really look into that as a niche uh, uh, profession that you can use your notary to make a nice chunk of change mm -hmm. um look into that um they have some great YouTube videos on be uh, becoming a signing agent so I'm always thinking about niche ideas niche ways to make money and um um, I'll just put this out there too. There's also ways you can um, make money by starting a nonprofit and then turn around and getting real estate donated to you. Oh Start yes, like uh, cash cashforkids.com. You know that one, cash for kids. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. They're they're getting free cars, they're getting free houses, mm -hmm. and they turn around and selling it. So they'll get a $300,000 house for free. They yep. turn around and sell it for $200,000 make a profit. Yeah, their website is beautiful. I like salivate over that website. And I'm like, oh, like my son, he just became a real estate agent. He's in Alaska. And I was like, look, you need to become an international agent. Like, forget this small stuff, like, because there's so much stuff that we could be doing, you know, because you're on it. You're 28. Mm. This is great. And I, I showed him that website. He's like, what? And I showed him real estate here. You know, he knows about the tax lien auctions and all that. Because, you know, property here mm -hmm. in St. Louis is super duper cheap, you know. So, mm -hmm. yes, I'm into all of that. You know, I love everything business. I've been an entrepreneur since I was 23. I don't really believe in working for people unless I'm trying to learn what they're doing so I can do it for myself. <laughs> That's the only time I work for somebody else. Yeah, because other than that, it's like, Nails on a chalkboard. You ask me to work a job. No, I can't do it. I will live in my car first. No, I can't do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally cannot do it. But yeah, I am like really excited for this though, because this is very niche market. Like people don't think about this. And again, there are many school teachers that, I mean, even when school is in they're they're not making enough money, you know, if they're not no. making enough money, they're, they're on strikes and they're, you know, having to deal with the union stuff or whatever it is that they deal with. They're still not making enough money. And then they have this student debt. You know, we know that that's everybody's issue, the student loans and all this other stuff. And they're just not making they're not making what they thought that they would be making. And then what I find out from teachers or when I see teachers, you'll see the sweet kindergarten teacher. And she's beautiful, wonderful, great. You're happy that your child is there. But by year three, she's probably burnt out and tired because she's really not getting yeah. the aid and assistance that she needs because she's working for a system that is not meant to actually educate our children, that is not meant to actually meet their needs. You know, so then she ends up being frustrated. And in her frustration, she gives up and she starts pulling ears and locking kids in closets and all this other stuff that happens. So it would be great to put a buffer up there. Okay. It would be great to put a buffer up there and just be able to let people have a choice, you know, and make more money doing that. So, yeah. So I am getting the signal that I can't talk to you all night. So um, do, you have, <laughs> do you have some other things that you want to let everybody know? Of course, we want to um, let them know 
how to reach you so that they can get started in uh, creating their courses. So how can they reach you? So go to courtmandatedtraining.com to watch the webinar courtmandatedtraining.com you can find my web my website at thediversioncenter.com that's my business i have five offices in the atlanta area um my phone number is 404-503-8069 once again it's courtmandatedtraining.com you can find me on youtube as well you can also follow giftedandlit.com and at giftedandlit.com on instagram for the teachers out there looking for um, homeschool uh, material for their children. Um, and um, I'm Derek Collins, and that's it. <laughs> All right, Mr. Collins, we thank you so much for joining us here on the CC, The Real Entrepreneur. And we also want to offer you the opportunity to do commercials with us. We are offering packages, and I'll send you that information as soon as we have it together. We are the number one black internet station in the world. Okay? And that's not by me saying it. That is statistically speaking we are so we'll send you that information soon but again thank you for joining me on miss cc the real infopreneur and that is the show for tonight thank you guys for joining us All right.